The Bible, here in the New Testament. February 7th, Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 30. The kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The five who were foolish took no oil for their lamps, but the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all lay down and slept. At midnight they were roused by the shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming! Come out and welcome him! All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please, give us some of your oil, because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, We don't have enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Sir, open the door for us. But he called back, I don't know you. So, stay awake and be prepared, because you do not know the day or hour of my return. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a trip. He called together his servants and gave them money to invest for him while he was gone. He gave five bags of gold to one, two bags of gold to another, and one bag of gold to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities, and then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of gold began immediately to invest the money and soon doubled it. The servant with two bags of gold also went right to work and doubled the money. But the servant who received the one bag of gold dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money for safekeeping. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of gold said, Sir, you gave me five bags of gold to invest, and I have doubled the amount. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Next came the servant, who had received the two bags of gold, with the report, Sir, you gave me two bags of gold to invest, and I have doubled the amount. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount. So now, I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with the one bag of gold came and said, Sir, I know you are a hard man. Harvesting crops you didn't plant, and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money. So I hid it in the earth, and here it is. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant! You think I'm a hard man, do you, harvesting crops I didn't plant and gathering crops I didn't cultivate? Well, you should at least have put my money into the bank so I could have some interest. Take the money from this servant and give it to the one with the ten bags of gold. To those who use well what they are given, 
even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who are unfaithful, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Number one. Resist the tendency to live an isolated life. Select a few individuals, not a lot. Nobody has a lot of intimate friends. Throughout our lifetime, four, maybe five, if that many. Stay close to those people. Even though your lives may be geographically removed, stay close. Thanks to the electronic world in which we live, you're a, you're a few clicks away. Be in touch. Talk to them. Have them enter your life and you enter their life. If you wait till later to have the friends, it's too late. Pull them up closer now. Number two, get over those who disappoint you. Get over those who disappoint you. People are people. Every one of us is sinners. Some are disloyal, others simply let us down. Others have a way of breaking their promises. Well, go on, even though they break their promises. Don't waste your time on those who have disappointed you. Refuse to let those people steal your joy or drain your energy. Believe me, there will be those who will disappoint you. Hopefully you will come toward the end of your life and hardly be able to name one of them because you've lived on and not allowed them to become the focus of your thoughts. There will be those who will simply walk out of your life. Let them walk. Number three, lift up and encourage those who have failed. Lift up and encourage those who are recovering from failure. It's a better way to put it. Who are recovering from failure. I tell you what, folks, the passing of years will do a whole lot to your rigid mindset, your narrow convictions, especially your judgmental attitude toward failures. The reason it will help is because during those years, you have failed even more often. That mellows you. And you're able to see beyond a great failure of another person way back when. Do your best uh, to treat people with grace. I've never regretted helping a failure recover. Never once. I've been warned by friends that I will be sorry I did that. I've been told by some that it'll hurt my ministry. Neither happened. Some are engaged in God's work today with full energy because some of us cared enough to help them back on their feet. Lift up and encourage those recovering from a failure. Number four. Let the Lord handle your critics. Let the Lord handle your critics. 
Stop going to the internet and see what it says about you. Because there's always a bunch of fools out there that have come to conclusions, most of which are false. But they've decided they're true, so they think what they need to do is to spread the gospel. Their kind of gospel. Nothing your critic wants more than for you to fight back, because he loves to fight. And he never runs out of ammunition. It seems like he has a lot of time to do it, or she does. Let the Lord handle your critics. Greatest thing you can do with a critic is ignore them. Just absolutely give them over to the Lord. He can handle them. Number five. Stay fully focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. I have no idea what the Lord has in mind for you. I hope it is absolutely beyond all you could even imagine or think. You ready for surprises? He's full of them. I've never regretted one time when I decided I would at this moment, I will at this moment focus on my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now that is the way to live.